Hi, this is Rick Thompson, the pastor at Living Water Community Church. This is our podcast, and I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message builds your faith and blesses you. Please enjoy it. Today we're going to conclude our series, Signed, Sealed, Delivered, I'm Yours. And I hope that this has been a blessing to you. I hope that the the weeks leading up to this have been a blessing to you, just as much as we've been blessed to be able to share God's word with you and his teachings with you. And the name of today's message, in case you didn't figure out, is I'm Yours. That's what today's message is called. And throughout the series, we've seen multiple clear examples, very clear examples, that God says he won't leave us. God says that he won't forsake us. God said that it's actually impossible. It's impossible for him to do that based on his word. He can't leave us. We are engraved, uh, inscribed in his hands. His name is signed on us. His signature covenant seal is on us. And because of his stripes, amen, Amen. not because of anything we did or we could do, because of his stripes, we are made free and we are delivered, amen? Amen. And because of the the sacrifice that he chose to do, we have an opportunity to become heirs to the throne alongside King Jesus. Because of his work, We are allowed to be heirs to the throne alongside our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Amen? Thank you, Lord, for your blessings. So just by that, just by what I just said, God has made it very, very, very clear that he is yours. God is yours. All the love of the Father. All the dedication and commitment of the Father. All the forgiveness and the mercy of the Father, the favor and the grace of the Father, it's all yours. He gives it to you freely. He's given it to you. He is truly yours. Before we go any further, it's important that you understand that. So if you didn't get that over these past weeks, you missed out. God is yours. And that's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. But there's a question that's on the flip side of that coin. And if you're following with me, you might figure out what that, what that question is. And the question is pretty clear. He's yours, but are you his? Are you his? That's the question we're going to look at this morning. Before we go into this, if everyone would bow their heads and close their eyes, let's pray. Father, thank you for, Lord, the opportunity to come into your house today. Father, I pray that you would, you would speak through me, Father God, that, that your word would become real in the lives of every single person under the sound of my voice. Lord, I pray that you would help us to, to focus on you, focus on what you would say to us this morning. Father, all the distractions of the world, all the, all the plans that we have for this afternoon and, and things going on in this coming week, Father, I, I pray that we would put it to the side right now and just focus on hearing what you want to say to us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. We said amen. Amen. Today I want to talk about obedience. It's a very, very easy word to say, right? Obedience is a pretty easy word, maybe not if you're two years old, but 
Generally speaking, obedience is an easy word to say, but it's a difficult word to follow. Easy to say, difficult to follow. So let's, let's, let's level set first. How does obedience work? How does obedience work? We're going to break it down nice and easy. Well, first of all, you have to have some, some rules established, right? You have to have some rules established, first of all. And, and you aren't necessarily the one who makes the rules that we're talking about. Okay, that's step one. Second step is you have to know the rules. You have to understand what the rules are, right? Track with me so far? Makes sense, right? Yeah? yeah. Don't, don't go quiet on me now. Don't go quiet on me now. We're too early into this. And after you've understood the rules and you know the rules, the third thing you need to do, you have to follow the rules. It's not, it's not, a, not a trick question. You have to follow the rules. You see, my wife and I, we've been blessed. We've been blessed with, with three strapping boys. That's what we have, three strapping boys. And you notice how as soon as I start talking about obedience, the example that I go to is my kids. Is that just a coincidence, or does anyone else think the same way I think? I'm not sure. Maybe it's just me. Anyway, we have three boys, three boys who each have their own personalities, three boys who are all different individuals, three boys with different regards for the rules, three boys with different ORs. Did I lose any of you on that one? Yeah, I did? Okay, you know, ORs, you know, obedience ratings. Three boys, three different obedience ratings. And I think my boys might be watching from home this morning. If you guys are, pay attention. You see this OR thing, this OR scale, it's a scale of one to ten, and it's used to, to see how somebody's obedience level is or what their obedience tendencies are. And before you go Googling this OR thing to see if it's a real thing, let me tell you that I made it up, and it's great. You do not need to validate it. It is spot on. No need to question it, okay? Let's just go with me this morning. And when I think about my kids, and I'm being honest here, I think my wife would agree, I feel really, really, really blessed because I'll say that Shelly and I... We haven't, we haven't exactly been the most strict parents, okay? We're not the most strict parents. We're not the most harsh discipline, disciplinarians. We do that where we need to, but we're not, we're not over the top with it. But our kids still kind of are turning out pretty good. They're pretty well behaved, all things considered. I mean, I might go on a limb and say they're probably better, better behaved than your kids. Probably. Yeah. I'm just saying, just saying. Now, don't get me wrong. They aren't perfect, okay? But neither are your kids. So let's make sure we're on the same page there. All right. My firstborn, when our firstborn was born, his name is Sean Mark. And when he was younger, he was pretty obedient. My firstborn was pretty obedient when he was a young boy. And if I was to give him an OR rating, I would say Sean Mark would get, um, when he was younger, an 8.5 out of 10, right? 
But as he's gotten a little bit older, he's now entered into his teenage years. Sean is 14 now. I'd have to adjust his current OR just a little bit. I think it would go from an from a 8.5 to about a 7 right now. Maybe that's natural. Maybe that's normal. Um, but I want to say, as far as I'm concerned, there's definitely room for improvement. However, it's a very good score, and he is a great, great kid. Absolutely phenomenal kid. Our youngest, Shane, he is eight years old. This is my lawyer in the making, okay? This is my lawyer. This is my great debater, if you will. To give you a recent example of, of Shane, my eight-year-old's personality, he asked my wife, Shelly, not too long ago, hey, I'd like to have a sleepover. Shelly responded saying, okay, well, let me think about it. We got to see what's going on. I will get back to you, Shane. So Shane decides, you know what? Let me try to, let me try to do something to help my odds here. So Shane, who's used to doing the online school, logs into his computer. Shane creates a new PowerPoint presentation. My eight-year-old creates a PowerPoint presentation, and he, he proceeds to create a PowerPoint and delivers this PowerPoint to my wife, detailing all the reasons why it would be a good idea to approve this sleepover request. My eight-year-old, yeah, that's what he did. Spoiler alert, he got his sleepover. He got us. My wife was like, there's no way I can't honor this with all this he did. But Shane, that's not going to work every time. So I'm just saying, good job. Don't let it be a habit, okay? Shane can be a, a trickster at times. He's got some, some, some connivingness about him, if you will. Um, and right now, you know, if I'm honest, I would give Shane an OR of about 7.5. Shane, you're about a 7.5 right now. And finally, there's Shia. Shia's our middle son, who will be 11 years old in 11 days, okay? So happy birthday in advance from the church, Shia. And there's many concerning stories that, that people hear when it comes to the middle child, right? You hear about this middle child syndrome and how are they going to act and do they fit in? Do they adjust well? Because, you know, they're not the oldest. They're not the firstborn kid. So they don't have that title, but they're also not the baby anymore. They're not the new one that everyone thinks was cute and remembers as the last one that came. So they're, they're in the middle. They're in the middle. And Shia, without question, without question, was the kid who used to push the envelope of obedience the most during his younger years. Shia pushed the envelope the most. And being honest, his OR during his younger years, I would probably give Shia about a six in his obedience rating in his younger years. But Shia's gotten older. Shia's gotten more mature. And it's been amazing to see the young man developing. The young man that he's turning into, it's been amazing to see and to watch. And I love all my kids, don't get me wrong. But I'll say that Shia, Shia is the most authentically considerate and compassionate of all three of my kids. 
the most authentically. The other ones will be considerate and compassionate if, you, if they know there's something to gain. But Shia is the most authentically compassionate, sensitive, and considerate of all three of my kids. Sometimes my wife and I, we, we, we talk about the future and when, when we get old, what's life going to be like? And, and the thought of our kids taking care of us in our elderly age, you know, it comes to mind. Because generally speaking, when that happens, generally speaking, it's, it's the daughters that take care of the parents. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying it's generally what happens. The daughters are the ones that usually take care of the parents. But we don't have any girls. We don't have any girls. But then I'm, I'm reminded, we have Shia. We have Shia. And if none of our other boys step up to the plate, I will place my bet on Shia. No pressure, Shia. We love you. Now, I mentioned that Shia's OR when he was younger was probably a, you know, I said about a six, right? He was about a six. And, and remember, he was the middle child. And against the grain and against the odds of all, all the things that you hear, today, as I stand before you, I would put Shia's OR at a nine. I would put Shia's at a nine. He is our most obedient kid today. If I tell Shia that he has 15 minutes to watch TV or to play with his iPad before he needs to turn it off and go to bed, if I tell him he has 15 minutes, I don't have to go back in the room, in the room and remind him that time's up. I don't have to. Shia will set an alarm for 15 minutes. And when that time comes, he's turning it off, turning off the TV, and Shia is going to bed. He's on it, and he's only 10. He's only 10. That's a little bit about my kids. When it comes to my wife now, I've been advised that stating anything other than a 10 is a hazard to my health. So my wife's OR is a 10. Okay? We're going to leave it at that. That's a, that's a glimpse into my family and how, how our, our family relationship and structure works within that rating system that I made up. But how many of you know that outside of your family relationships and your friend relationships and your work relationships, there's another relationship. There's another relationship where it's important to check your OR. There's another relationship where it's, it's really essential and key to make sure that your OR is in check. And of course, I'm talking about our obedience rating as far as God sees it, amen? As far as God sees it, you need to know that obedience towards God, God's rules, God's guidance, His commands, His way matters. It absolutely matters. You may also, you may also um, need to know that, that you are in control of what your OR is with God. You're in control of it. It all starts with you. So we're talking about what your OR is with God, but you know that the, you need to know the beginning of whatever that is starts with you. It starts with you. Why? Because obedience is a choice. Obedience is a choice. It's a choice. 
Throughout the scriptures, we see God giving directives. God is saying, do this, do that. But he uses conditional words a lot of the times. Right? With me? With me? Okay. Words like if. That's a big conditional word, right? If means you have a choice. That means you have a choice. Matthew 6, 16, 24. Then Jesus says, said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. If you want to be my follower, that means you have a choice. If you want to be my follower. Or how about the conditional word otherwise? That's another one. James 1.22, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. It's a choice. Otherwise, or you could say, if you don't, you could substitute that with, if you don't, you're only fooling yourselves. You know, we raise our kids by, by helping them to prepare for the test. The test is life's decisions. We observe them on test day. When the test comes, we observe how they're doing. That's them monitoring them to see how they're making decisions, what their choices are. And we're hoping that they pass the test. That would mean that they learn the lesson, right? And then we also have remedial sessions. And we'll have as many remedial sessions as we need to have with them until they get it right. That's correction and encouragement. But don't lose, don't lose sight of the fact that while we have our role to play, they have to choose to prepare for the test. They have to make that choice. And they have to take the test. They have to take it. You know, I, I, I've, I've been talking about my kids this morning, so I might as well keep going with Shane, my little guy. Um, he's been doing, all my kids have been doing the online school. And Shane's in, in third grade. And I'm typically the person, I'm working from home as well, so I'm the one that he comes to when he has a math question because I'm pretty good at math. And Shelly's OR isn't so great on math. That flew over your head. You didn't get that. That's okay. That's okay. Um, so he comes to me with his math questions. And I'll, I'll go to him. I'll go into the room with him, and I'll kind of try to walk him through it. Not going to give him the answer, but I'm going to kind of walk him through it. Like, this, what, what are you thinking here? Walk me through this. How do you do this? You know, that kind of thing. Um, but I have to remember to ask or check for myself if what he's doing is just regular schoolwork, or is this actually a test, right? Because Shane will conveniently forget to tell me, by the way, this is a test that I'm doing. But he will absolutely accept whatever help I'm going to give him, regardless of which one it is. So, so we have to be careful, because he's got to go through the test. He's got to go through the test. He has to make his own choices. Amen? He does. And it's the same with, with you and me towards God. The choice to follow God or not, it's totally up to us. The choice to be obedient to God is totally, 
totally up to us. God tells us that he will not allow any more temptation than you can bear to come upon you, and he'll give you a way out. His word says that. He also tells us to submit ourselves to him, resist the devil, and the devil will flee. He tells us that, but we have to choose. We have to choose if we're willing to push, if we're willing to fight, if we're willing to do our part in following God. Amen? Just because the the word says he's not going to give you more than you can bear doesn't mean you're not going to feel some pressure. It doesn't mean that the the weight or the the heaviness isn't going to be there. What he's promising is that he's going to be there with you and between you and his strength, there'll be nothing that you cannot bear with him alongside you. Amen? Amen? God is so good. God is so good. Being obedient to God is literally a daily choice. It's a daily choice. This is not something you decide once in your life and now I'm obedient. It's a daily choice. It's a choice you make over and over again. Sometimes it's an hourly choice to be ob- Sometimes you are making decisions on obedience by the second. Sometimes it's by the second. But at the end of the day, the choice is yours. The choice is yours. And you got to know that God, just like the parents watching their kids, God is there cheering you on. Come on, son. Come on, daughter. I know you're paying attention to the lesson. It's test time. How are you going to do? How are you going to do? And he's not going to beat you up if you fail the test. But he wants you to get some remedial lessons in because there's going to be another test. And he's hoping that you pass the next time. The choice is yours. Now, there is a certain level of selfishness that we all have as as mankind, right, as humans. And we'll just chalk that up to the sin nature that we're born into, okay? So you might ask the question, you know, Pastor Sean, I mean, I know God, God is good and all. You know, God is good, God is great, you know, all that good stuff. But what's the big deal about being obedient to him? Like, he loves me either way. Does it really make that much of a difference? What's the big deal? Why does it matter? Or does it even matter? And what's in it for me, Pastor Sean? Like, why? Now, I know that none of those questions would ever come out of anyone in this room's mouth or anyone watching us online's mouth. But just in case one of your friends happened to say something like that or you heard something like that, I'm going to answer the question very, very simply. Why? Because obedience is honored by God. Obedience is honored by God. God honors and he rewards our obedience, your obedience. Ephesians 6, 1 to 3. Children, obey your parents. I hope my kids are still watching. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If, there's that big word again, right? If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on the earth. So would we assume that the opposite could be true? If you don't honor your father and mother, things will not go good for you. And that might be because daddy's upset. 
And it could be one of two daddies, right? And you may not have long life on this earth. I remember when I was young, my mom used to always tell me she brought me in this world. She could take me out. Am I the only one that ever heard that? Maybe that's where this, that, that, that metaphor came from this scripture, that if I don't honor her, I won't have long life because she'll knock it out of me. But, um, but yeah, anyway, God, but God makes some promise. He, he, he uh, rewards obedience. Luke eleven twenty eight. Jesus replied, but even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. Is there anyone in here looking to be blessed by God? Anyone looking for some blessings in their life? Yeah? Isaiah 119. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. If you are willing and obedient. Anyone looking for God's hand of favor in your lives? I don't know what's going on in your life right now. I know God does, but I know that he's made some things very clear in his word as ways to get ahead, as ways that he has said he will reward and he will honor. Scripture tells us that to obey is better than to sacrifice. Jesus said in John 15, I have loved you even as my Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love, just as, as I obey my Father's commandments and I remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. And I don't know if there's anyone in the house this morning or if there's anyone watching online that feels like their joy bucket is a little bit low right now. They could use a little more joy in their life, maybe some joy that overflows them. Well, I see a scripture that tells me how to, how to approach that. Amen? Amen? All right. What about the always ever sensitive subject of giving to the church financially? Well, to that, God, sa God says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. What's the whole tithe? It's the whole tithe, right? The full tithe. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. I'm going to ask the question again. Is there anyone that would love some blessings? But enough blessings that you don't even have room to contain all the blessings. Maybe it's just me. Because I definitely want that level of blessings. Do I have anyone with me that wants some blessings from God? So many blessings that you can't even contain them. Amen. Amen. Folks, God makes it clear in his word. Crystal clear that he honors our obedience. But I want to make one thing extra, extra, extra clear just so nothing is mistaken. Even if he didn't honor or reward us for our obedience, he would still deserve our obedience. He would still deserve it. We still owe that to him, even if he didn't. If God did nothing else for you or for me for the rest of our lives, he's already done enough. He's already done enough, and he's absolutely worthy of our praise. Amen? 
Oh, I don't, I, don't, I don't think I heard everybody back there. He's already done enough, and he is worthy of our praise. Amen? Amen? I feel like I could hear some people out in the foyer, too. He's already done enough, and he's worthy of our praise anyway. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. God has poured out his love on us. He's made a way for us where no one or nothing else could. No one could. Nothing else could. And he's made that way for us. And when we choose to walk in obedience to God, when we make that choice, it sends a message to God. It sends a message to him. And the message that it sends is saying, I'm yours. Obedience says to God, I'm yours. Our obedience to God acknowledges that he is the boss and we are not. I'm reminded of of the test of obedience that Abraham was facing when God told him to sacrifice his own son, the son that he waited a hundred years for. He got one son, Isaac, and then God told him to sacrifice your son to me in Genesis. Genesis 22. When they arrived at the place where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son, Isaac, and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. You see, in that moment, Abraham decided that come what may, his obedience to God, his obedience to the Father was more important than anything else. Him being obedient was more important than anything else. It was more important than his, than his family, his own son. It was more important than having to go back and answer to his wife. It was more important to be obedient to God than what people would say or think about him if he did it. At that moment in time, the most important thing was to be obedient to God. It was more important than how he was feeling. It was more important to Abraham to be obedient to God than even if it sat right with him. He knew what God was saying, and despite how he felt or the thoughts that were going through his mind or the anger that he might have had towards God, because God, you gave me my son, and now you're going to take him away. At the end of the day, the being obedient to God trumped everything. It was the most important thing. There was nothing more important than the choice he had to make to be obedient to God. Our own Lord and Savior, in the still of the night, in his own solitude, as blood dripped out of his pores while he was in prayer, he uttered these words, Father, if you are willing Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet, I want your will, 
to be done, not mine. Jesus is the example of obedience to the Father. But he had a choice. Jesus had a choice. But his choice to be obedient is what made a way for you and for me. Just imagine, just think about this for a second. Jesus is, is 100% God, but he's also 100% man. So the temptations and the, and the, the challenges that we as, 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 as humans face and feel, Jesus was subject to those same things. Jesus is asking the Father, take this cup away from me. I don't want to do this. Lord, I don't want to do this. My, my, my future, my destiny, what you've called me to do, Lord, that's, it's a tall order. I don't want to do it. But I'd rather be obedient to what you want me to do, despite how I feel, despite how hard the road ahead looks. I want to be obedient to you. And can you imagine if Jesus operated in his flesh and decided not doing it? Because he had a choice. He had a choice. I thank God for Jesus. And I thank Jesus for the choice. That single choice, that single choice that Jesus made had an impact on life as we know it. Life as we know it for everyone, past, present, and future. There are choices that you guys have to make. There's choices that I have to make today that will impact tomorrow and the future. Choices for my own life, choices for the life of my kids and my family, choices for the church that need to be made today because they have an impact for the future. We need to take choices serious, but we need to operate under in obedience to God. Choices matter, and obedience to God matters. It matters. So what OR score would your heavenly Father give you today? What would he, how would he rank you today? And what areas of your life or areas of your walk with God, are you struggling to be obedient in? Maybe it's, maybe it's in spending more time in prayer and in spending more time in his word. Maybe that's an area of opportunity where you need to raise your OR a little bit. Maybe it's putting more effort into honoring him by keeping yourself pure. Maybe that's something that, you know what, I need to try a little bit harder. You know, I'm doing pretty good in this area, this area, this area, but when it comes to making smart decisions, godly decisions about my purity, yeah, maybe my OR is not where it needs to be. Maybe that's what it is for you. Maybe it's just taking your walk as a follower of Christ a little more seriously. And not only when you're around Christians and other church folk. Maybe that's not the time that you should be limiting your walk with God. Maybe you need to say, you know what? I need to do this thing when I'm not around the church, folks. 
I need to be the, 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 the light. I need to be the one that's different in the room because obedience to God is more important than anything else. It's more important than maybe even feeling rejected or as the outcast from my friends because, oh, how would the, oh, everyone else is doing that. What if, if I don't do it, I'm going to seem kind of strange. I'm not going to fit in. Well, what's more important, fitting in with them or the obedience to God that you know is right? I don't know what it is for you, but maybe, maybe those are some areas. But for whatever it is for you, maybe there's areas where your OR needs to be evaluated. It needs to be evaluated. And whatever it is, because I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be the judge, but whatever it is, it's a discussion that you need to have with God. That, that's a discussion between you and God. But it's one that I pray that you do have. I pray that you do have it, and I pray that you take that discussion seriously. God has already told us and showed us that he is ours. It's time for our actions to say to him, Father, I'm yours. Father, I'm yours. I know you're mine, but Lord, I'm yours. And I feel like today that's, that's a declaration that, that I feel like we could make. I feel like today is as good a day as any where we could really take a stand, we could clear our minds, and let's, let's, really, let's decide today in whatever area it is, because again, we're very, very complex people, right? Different areas of our life may be more of a struggle than others as it relates to our obedience. But maybe today we could, we could band as, as a body of Christ and we can say together, Father, I don't know what, 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 what's, what the struggles are or you can help me understand what my struggles are, but Father, today I declare that I'm yours. I'm yours, Lord, Use me, Lord. Develop me. Work in me, Father God. I ask that you would help me to raise my OR in whatever area that is. And if that's you online today, I'm going to say, put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. Say, Lord, I'm yours. Father, I'm yours. I'm going to ask the congregation right now, just where you're standing, I'm going to say on one, two, three, we're going to shout out. We're going to say, Father, I'm yours. Let's do it. One, two, three. Father, I'm yours. One more time. One, two, three. Father, I'm yours, Lord. We ask that you would come into our lives. Lord, that you would, you would, you would change us from the inside out. Father, you would give us a, 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 a new set of eyes to see life the way you would have us see it. Father, where there's areas that we're struggling in, being obedient, it could be something as, as simple as, as, you know, praying every time we're going to eat a meal, giving thanks. Father, it could be in struggling in being obedient in the area of giving into your, into your kingdom the way that you've told us to in your word and you've challenged us to test you in it, Father. It could be something as, as, as challenging in today's society as, as knowing exactly where we stand from a purity perspective, Lord. Lord, even from a, from a from a confusion of, in our mind perspective, Lord. Nowadays, Father, there's a lot of challenges going on and, and people's identities are even being challenged. People are questioning their identities. Father, we know that you don't want that for any of us, Father God. 
if that's an area that you're feeling struggles in or you're, you're, you're struggling to be obedient in, that's an area that maybe you need to, you need to seek the Lord and ask him to, to reaffirm who you are in him, what he says you are, who he says you are, and be obedient to what the Lord has said. Be obedient to what the Lord has called you to be. And as I come to a close this morning, I, wanna, I also want to take a step back. And the step back is because I don't want to make the assumption that everyone in this building or everyone watching online has already made that first step, that first step and accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, their personal Lord and Savior, and invited him into your heart. Revelation 3.20 says, I have been standing at the door, and I am constantly knocking. If anyone hears me calling him and opens the door, that's the choice, and opens the door, I will come in and fellowship with him and he with me. It's a choice, and it's a choice that every single one of us have to make for ourselves. And I believe that for some of you, whether it's those in this building today or watching online, as I said, I believe for some of you that Jesus is at the door of your heart. And he's been there for a while. And he's been knocking. And he's been waiting. Waiting for you to open the door and to allow him in. And I believe for some... You know about Jesus. You've heard about Jesus. You may even come to church, or you may go to a, a small groups, or you may go to youth groups or children's ministry, or you may go to, you know, whatever it is you might go to. And Jesus may be the center of the conversation. And you take that association as your as your assumption that yeah. I know God. I want to suggest that it's possible that you can know about God, but not know God. It's very, very possible that you can know about God, but not know God. There's a lot of people walking around that know about God, or maybe even know God from a distance. Yeah, I know God. But that's the God over there. I'm, I'm over here. God isn't looking for that. God is looking for a relationship. God is looking to give you a... He is closer than a brother, the word tells us. We need to get to a place, if that's you, where, where you, you wake up in the morning and the first thing on your mind is God. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for what you've given me. Thank you for life, Lord. Lord, things may not look good, but Lord, my eyes are open and I'm able to take a breath. And I know that I'll continue to take a step after step after step. I don't have to worry about what next week looks like or next year looks like or the road ahead that looks like it's going to be an uphill battle and all the struggles and challenges. Lord, all you're asking me to do is just take the next step. Take the next step. Take the next step. 
do the next right thing. And then do the next right thing. And do the next right thing. That's all he wants. This is not, this is not a, a game that he's looking to, to see if you can figure out. He's made it very simple. He's laid it out very clear. Step, step, step. So if there's anyone here today or anyone watching online that, that knows that either they don't, they've, never, they've never accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and they'd like to today, or you know that you've accepted Jesus, you know about Jesus, perhaps that's you, but, but you know what? I know that my relationship is too distant. I need to kind of bring it in a little bit. Or if there's those that just straight up know that their OR is in the tank as it relates to their walk with God and their relationship with Christ. If you fall into any one of those categories, I want to pray for you this morning. And I'm not going to ask anyone to, I'm not calling anyone out. This is what I am going to say, though. If you fall into any one of those three categories, I'm going to ask everyone to close their eyes and to bow their head. And if you want me to pray for you for any of that, I'm just going to ask you right in the quietness of your seat, with an audience of one, God looking at you, that's it. It's all that matters right now, just to slip up your hand. If you fall into any one of those categories, I want to pray for you this morning. And if you're online, you go ahead and slip your hand up. God sees you. He knows what's going on. Say something like this. Father, I thank you for, oh Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to be called your child. Father, come into my heart. Lord, renew me. Make me new, Father. Lord, change the way I look at things. Change the way I process and I think. Father, help me to be the best version of me that I can be. The version that honors you. Lord, I thank you for, for the way that you made for me to have a relationship with you. And I accept that way. And I'm grateful for that way. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I ask right now that you would, you would, you would reveal to me areas in my life where I need to improve my obedience to you. Father, I pray that you would give, give me the strength and the boldness and the courage to follow through and to see, to make the changes, Lord, that I need to make so that I can be obedient to you. Lord, I ask that you would you would help me to decrease, Father. You would help me to realize it's not about me. That I surrender, I relinquish control. I am not the boss. Father, I acknowledge today that you are the boss. You are in control. 
Father, change me. Continue to work on me. I thank you in advance. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all said, amen. Thank you so very much for listening to this message. We hope you were truly blessed. If you were, please subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already and share it with a friend. Doing so will cause the seeds of God's word and the message of his love to spread like wildfire. So thanks again for partnering with us in this important way. Stay thirsty for Christ, my friends, until the whole world hears. God bless.